0: i want winners i want people that want to win you play to win the game you don't play to just play it you got to put your money where your mouth is pete it's not gambling advice stock up stock down colby olson and i are talking pitchers today we both have two pitchers who we believe their stock is rising rapidly and we have two pitchers who be- we believe their stock is declining that's colby olson i'm peter apple happy friday welcome to not gambling advice sponsored by prize picks colby how are you doing today it's friday you got a nice collared shirt on looking spiffy thank you my man i'm actually
1: in our new office right now which is pretty cool i'm actually in what will become the just baseball studio really i mean This is going to be our podcast studio room. Obviously, eventually, we're going to be recording in here together, which would be pretty cool. Uh, But, dude, I'm doing well. It's a little rainy, but the sun's starting to come out now, and the Yankee game was not postponed, which is, you know, just we don't need another postponement. We don't need postponed games.
0: We're recording on Thursday to be released on Friday, and currently we just saw Nestor Cortez Jr. shove it down the Angels' throats. We were supposed to see Game 2 between Jameson Tyone, and who's the pitcher pitching for the Angels' I believe it's Reed Detmers. Yeah, it's Reed Detmers. And I don't think that game's going to happen. But let's talk pitching because we both have two pitchers in fantasy baseball who we we think we either believe in or you should go grab now. Maybe it's a hold. And then stock guys that are down, maybe trade them. You know what to do with them. This is fantasy baseball talk. Colby, let's start with stock up. Who is your first pitcher that you're really liking right now? So I got a few here. Um,
1: I'm going to start with Luis Castillo. So Castillo didn't make his 2022 debut until May 9th. He was recovering from a right shoulder strain, um, kept him on the IL. So he made his debut then and has really just had five starts. First few or first couple didn't go well. He faced the Brewers and the Pirates, gave up three and runs in both of those starts. The concerning thing with Castillo always, Peter, is his velocity if it's at 94 95 miles an hour he gets tattooed if he gets it up to 96 97 98 like we saw last year same thing happened early in the year his velocity was way down then as the year crept on by june his velocity was up to 97 and he had a stellar second half an era in the twos in the second half i ranked him as my number 12 pitcher coming to the year i believe not fantasy wise just you know as a pitcher um And his velocity was down. His velocity was down around 95 miles an hour in those first two starts. But in the three starts since, he's dazzled. He struck out 10 Red Sox the other night. And he has, over the last 17 innings, just given up four runs with 21 strikeouts and just four walks. His velocity is back up to 97. That changeup is one of the best changeups in all of baseball. And then he pairs it with a really, really fine slider. Luis Castillo
0: is an ace in my book. And he's back. He's absolutely back. Again, I think I think you're totally right with the velocity there because he's mostly a changeup guy. I mean, he's a changeup first guy. And when the changeup's humming off the 97-mile-an-hour fastball, possibly even 98, a little bit different when you're seeing 94, right? Because the changeup's going to tick down a little bit too. So the high velo for Luis Castillo really makes the rest of his pitches that much more elite. And the thing with Castillo is he's always been a high <laughs> walk rate guy, but this
1: year so far in the last few outings, he hasn't been walking guys. And I think if he he makes that next step where he's, if he's only walking six to 7% of guys, that's going to really propel him to be an ace. And and it makes sense, right? A guy that's now what, 29 years old, 29 years old has been pitching for a long time. He's starting to find, you know, he's starting to develop into a pitcher and less so a young hurler, right? He has that feel for his changeup,
0: but now If he gets the feel for the zone more, he's going to take the next step. I agree. My stock up, and I I did it a little bit differently than Colby, because I think with Colby, especially with a guy like Luis Castillo, he's a guy that you probably are going going to want to buy now. My stock up, in quotes, guys, are necessarily, they're definitely going to be owned. They're owned probably 100% of leagues, because they're the two leaders in ERA right now. I'm here to tell you that i fully believe in these two guys. So these are not two guys who are just having incredible seasons. And we're like, eh, maybe we should be a bit careful. So I'm going to start with Nestor Cortez jr. Because Nestor Cortez jr. Like I said, just shoved it down the angels, seven innings, five hits, no earned runs. But the thing is what Nestor has done is he has made changes to his arsenal. Last year, he threw his cutter about 23.6% of the time. And it was a good pitch this year. This year, He's throwing it 39.4% of the time, and he has a 153 batting average against the pitch. Not only does he use it to steal strikes, but he uses it in two strike counts. it has got a 26.1% whiff rate. It has the highest put-away rate of any of his pitches. So... This cutter, not only can he throw it for strikes early in the count, kind of as his 4 which he does throw 37% of the time, which is now working better because of that cutter usage and the varying arm angles. The cutter has what has revolutionized Nestor Cortez Jr. And we spoke with him on the Just Baseball show, and he said that he picked it up from CeCe Sabathia, and he's picked up a slider from Gio Gonzalez back in the day. He has made tangible changes to his arsenal And I am a full believer now in Nestor Cortez Jr. It's not just because of the stuff. It's the impeccable command. It is the length that they get out of him because his pitch count is always so low because he throws so many strikes and he's staying off the barrel. Nestor Cortez Jr. is not a flash in the pan. That's the point of this message. Not a flash in the pan. I'm fully buying into Nestor Cortez Jr. Are you? We don't pat ourselves on the back a lot on this show. Really we don't really pat ourselves on
1: the back too much, you know, in just baseball media as a whole, but I think with Nestor Cortez, I think we all deserve to be, have a pat on the back here, pat ourselves on the back a little bit, because not all, all of us at one time before this season have admitted that Nestor Cortez is nasty, right? I wrote an article on him last summer saying he had maybe the best fastball in all of baseball. And this year it's 15th by run value. It has a Woba in the low twos, which is just unheard of for a four seam fastball, but Beyond that, right? You guys had him on the Just Baseball Show, obviously, and he's a friend of the podcast. But Peter, before this season, fantasy baseball and not gambling advice, you actually put him out as a sleeper candidate, a guy that was being taken ADP 300, 350. And now we're reaping the benefits of that call. But yeah, Nestor Cortez is absolutely legit. Nobody attacks with a 90 mile an hour fastball the way he does it with such rise action on it. And as you said, he's made changes with that, throwing that cutter more. And surprisingly, you know, we've seen a slider revolution take over baseball where everyone's throwing their slider more because by the numbers, it's the most unhittable pitch in baseball. But Nestor Cortez, for him, for whatever reason, his slider is not the most unhittable pitch. It has a Woba over 400 this year. So what does he do? He's throwing it less. He's just pumping cutters, pumping fastballs. And that's all he needs. That is all he needs. He just needs the very arm slot and two pitches. and, And it's, it's masterful to watch him pitch. And Peter,
0: it's just crazy every single week we see him pitch a shutout over And almost days. get better. Guess, you know how, um, I don't know if you've noticed this because, you know, I watch every Nestor Cortez junior start as a Yankee fan. You know how and they do? Too. They don't put lefties against him. They just don't. They, ne- they, it's, they almost always stack the box with righties because lefties don't have a prayer. They're two for 24 off him this year two for 24. It's crazy
1: that they only have 24 plate appearances. And I think that's very telling. Like you said, they just do not put lefties in the batter's box against him because he's unhittable. That's what I'm saying. So move on to your next stock up guy. Okay. So my next stock up guy. So one guy that I'm not going to touch on here is McKenzie Gore. Who's been absolutely fantastic. And we touched on him on the just baseball show a couple of weeks ago um, as a guy that was, you know, possibly exiting the rotation because Uh, Clevenger came back, Snell came back, and now Clevenger's back on the IL. So Mackenzie Gore's back in the rotation. So that's a big stock up, and it's an obvious one, I think, because Gore, top prospect, has found himself again. Um, And just to preface all of this too, I'll be releasing... Um, a pitcher's stock watch article tomorrow on just baseball or today on just baseball.com. So you can check out that. It's going to have some of these names that we talk about here, but a few extras as well, if you want to go check that out, but the guy I'm going to get into is Jeffrey Springs on the Tampa Bay Rays and Jeffrey Springs is an interesting one here because the two guys we've already brought up, right. Castillo is owned everywhere. Nestor Cortez is owned everywhere. Jeffrey Springs is not owned everywhere. He's owned in just 51% of leagues right now. The guy has a 1.88 ERA. And the reason he's not owned everywhere is because he started the year as a reliever. Only a one, two, maybe three inning reliever. But since he's succeeded so much for the Rays that they're starting to stretch him out. So over the last three starts, he went five innings. Then he went five and two thirds, then six innings. So he's starting to be stretched out and he has a 28% K rate, a 5% walk rate. He's pretty damn nasty and not owned everywhere. And I think... People are starting to catch on to who Jeffrey Springs is, but before everyone does, now is the time to either pick him up because he's being stretched out as a starter or go and trade for him, hopefully, if that guy doesn't really know what he has.
0: It's funny, Jeffrey Springs, um, you look at just his uh, pitch tracking, you look at what he's been throwing year over year. And in 2020, fastball slider mostly. But, you know, he threw his changeup a lot, but it was his third pitch. Then we move forward in 2021. Again, fastball 42% of the time, slider 30% of the time, changeup 27.8. And the changeup has always performed better than the slider throughout his career. So you know what he said? Fuck it. I'm throwing the changeup more because it's a better pitch. Now he's mostly fastball changeup. He does throw a slider about 18.6% of the time, but that's the lowest it's been in the past two years. And the reason why is because the changeup is freaking disgusting. And the way he pairs it against his fastball, he ha- he's in the 97th percentile in chase rate, 87th percentile in whiff rate. This is a high strikeout guy for fantasy baseball too. And now that he's getting more length, I mean, the Rays just know what they're doing. And this is a guy that even without looking at the numbers, He's a raised starting pitcher. We saw what they did with Drew Rasmussen. I just want to blindly pick him up, like even if even if what we're saying, like he didn't make any adjustments, and he's just this is just a guy. I'm blindly doing it. But then he did make adjustments, and they are working. So I'm a big believer in Springs.
1: Yep, I don't think he's a 1.88 ERA guy. But no, um, I don't either.
0: You know, I think he he's a guy that could put up a low three ERA. The, the but he's got a two nine eight XERA. So maybe that's where he is at the end of really the year, the around only- a three two. Exactly. The only knock
1: on Springs is that he, he has an actor giving up the long ball. He's had a home run per fly ball rate over 20% in the last two seasons. And over his last two starts, he's given up four home runs. They've all been solo shots magically, which Luckily. is crazy. Um, but He just doesn't give up many base runners outside those home runs. Um, The other crazy thing before you move on to your next guy, Pete, is this guy actually was on the Red Sox in 2020. And now that's like a deep memory because I kind of like, Push the 2020 season out of my mind but
0: he was uh, he was on the red sox in 2020 i don't know i forgot about that and before we move into our next stock up guy i want to talk to you all about prize picks because prize picks of course is the sponsor of not gambling advice the best sponsor in the world because we're doing player props on prize picks i host a twitter space daily at 2 p.m eastern cooking up community prize picks with the rest of the community if you want to jump in my twitter is at peter apple 23 that's in the episode description but in the episode description if you click the link prize picks will give you a full deposit match on whatever you deposit so if you want some free money to play along with us this year we've been doing very well on prize picks because the great thing is you know we interviewed crabs on in our last episode and he was like yeah when you make them yourself you might go three and five or something. But when you bring your best, someone else brings their best, someone else brings their best, more likely than not, you're going to hit it. And we've had a lot of success doing so. So join us on the Twitter space at 2 p.m. Eastern on my Twitter, and we'll talk prize picks. And then if you want some free money to play around with it, click the link, use code Just Baseball, and they'll get you there. We love prize picks, man. They're so
1: fun. You know, I had an awful beat today. This is Thursday as we're recording this. I had an awful beat I took Nestor Cortez over K's naturally. you know, Naturally. Naturally. And then I took Marcus Simeon under .5 runs in RBIs because I had the under in that game, but I thought, you know, Marcus Simeon's been slumping. This shouldn't be a problem. The Rangers scored one run today. You want to guess what that was? It was a Marcus Simeon home run. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: That I mean that that's tough. You know, Prize Picks is not always perfect, but the great thing about Prize Picks oh is the lines are generally better. You get better value on Nerfies, you get better value on a lot of these player props, and that's how we win sometimes. Let's say you know a line is four and a half on another book, and we see it at four. Maybe it's a good time to take it. So that those are the kind of things that we are able to do on Prize Picks. So click the link, use just base, use the code Just Baseball, and get a full deposit match. And so I'll move on. I'll move on to my next stock up guy. Move on to my next stock up guy because again, similar to what do you what do you what do you uh doing this? I like this guy has just is oh, yeah. rent free in
1: my head. I can't. I wait mean, Martin Perez
0: this. is living rent free in everybody's head for good reason. And now another guy that of uh, he's probably not going to be you're not going to be able to pick him up in fantasy. But I'm here to say if he's on your team or an owner is looking to you know make a quick one like oh sell high but not that high. I'm telling you, it's time to believe in Martin Perez. And it's funny, the opposite of what Nestor Cortez did, because last year in 2021, Martin Perez used his cutter about 29% of the time and opponents hit 331 against it. It wasn't that great of a pitch, but guess what he did? He saw that his sinker performed well. He saw that his changeup was working. So you know what he said? I'm going to throw those two pitches more. And therefore, the cutter works better off the sinker and the changeup. But it's not just about the pitch adjustments that he's made. It's how great his command is. You see that he's in the 77th percentile in walk rate. So maybe he's walking a few more guys than we'd like to see. But in terms of command within the strike zone, there have been few better, maybe nobody better than Martin Perez. 247 XERA has got a 5.8% walk rate. So it's still low, but it's the command within the strike zone that is so incredibly impressive. He has a 55% ground ball rate, 18% line drives. Nobody is making really consistent hard contact against him. He's keeping the bat off or he's keeping the ball off the barrel of the bat if we're talking about x will in the 92nd percentile martin perez he's not gonna have a 142 era this year hell he but might I'd be shocked if he's above three really i'm i I'm, mean i'm that way with no I, i'm right
1: le- i will be legitimately shocked if he ends the season above a two era like legitimately <laughs> the way he's rolling right now i i i've bet on him against him the last four times because it's I'm a Red Sox fan, as probably many listeners know by now. Martin Perez was god awful for two years with the Red Sox, an ERA over four five over those two seasons. But this year, like you said, Peter, he's made tangible adjustments, throwing that cutter less, which had an it had a wOBA over four hundred last year. This year, a wOBA in the low twos. But going back to what you said about his command, I mean, I wish we could show this savant um you know zone chart because it's legitimately insane Incredible. if you go to look at his change up he's he's barely throwing his change up in the zone and somehow guys are swinging at it and he dots it on the corner almost every time the sinker is the same thing it's dotted on that outside corner and that's just how he's succeeding i mean he's not striking out the whole world he's striking out seven batters per nine but it doesn't matter when you're getting 55 percent ground balls you're limiting hard contact and you're spotting the ball man it's it's just ex- extremely impressive what he's doing right now, and and it's hard not to buy it, especially from a fantasy perspective. I mean, this guy
0: right now is walking just six percent of batters, he's and even be, a betting perspective too with Martin Perez, like not a guy that we're expecting to start regressing. You know, uh, this is not that guy. Don't think like, oh, I, I'm sharp now. I'm fading Martin Perez. I wouldn't if I were you. It's okay, it man. depends on the matchup, of course. You know, In you my commitment Cardinals- to the bit, I think I have
1: to keep fading him.
0: but the one thing, the only knock, the only
1: singular knock you can put on Martin Perez. I I genuinely think he's a different pitcher this year because that 50, excuse me, 56% ground ball rate is crazy, right? He had a 43% ground ball rate last year for his career. He's really never had a ground ball rate around 56% since 2016 back with Texas. He changed changed it up. He hasn't given up a home run all year. I think that'll start to change
0: a little bit. Of course. But naturally, I, I yeah, he's not gonna have a one-four-two. No one's saying he is, but he's got a two four-seven X ERA. Crazy. I think that's around where he'll be maybe a bit on over, maybe a bit under three. So there's some regression coming, of course, because he's not going to be able to keep this up. But what we're saying is that this is a real ace that the Rangers desperately need. So okay, I have
1: a question for you. Does Martin Perez finish in the top? five or top 10 in, in Cy Young
0: this year what does Nester's it say it's going to be up there um, I still think Verlander is going to be up there I think, top th- I think be he up has there. a shot at top 10 I think he has a shot at top 10 which is insane to say imagine if I was like you know who's going to be top 10 in AL Cy Young voting by the end of the year Martin Perez you'd have been like are, are you sh- like are you okay like not even you're wrong you'd be like Peter are you okay bro you okay, I would just say I hope so. I hope yeah. it happens, and yeah. yet it is. So it's hilarious. So now right. let's shit on some people, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately, I mean it's always tough, but I think the guys that we're gonna bring up here are guys that are good pitchers and just are kind of struggling right now. The first guy that I'll bring up is Hunter Green, who you know made his debut this this season for the Cincinnati Reds, came up, flew through flames for the against the Dodgers, it was just Struck out, what, six or seven in that debut against the Dodgers. Everyone was super hyped up because he was chucking, you know, 100, 101 as a starting pitcher. That is unreal. Like, we really have not seen that from anyone ever before throwing that hard, except Jacob DeGrom, really. But the problem, Peter, is that that fastball, although it's at, you know, it's averaging 98.6 miles an hour and often is above 100, it's hittable as heck. I mean, it has a 529 woba against right now, a 478 X woba, and a 25% whiff rate is pretty good, but it finds a lot of barrels. The sliders is a really good pitch, 222 woba against, and a 41% whiff rate. The plan for Hunter Green should be to throw that slider more, which he's already doing. He's throwing that slider 41% of the time, but he's just a two pitch guy out there. And to me, He's a 6.19 ERA right now. And to me, it just seems like he's struggling through his rookie season right now, which is fine. I think he's legitimately ready for the big leagues. Like he should get his time in the big leagues right now, but I don't see him as a very serviceable fantasy pitcher right now. Maybe as the year goes on, he makes some adjustments, but he doesn't have three pitches right now. And that fastball is just way too hittable.
0: Yeah, Hunter Green was uh, so I I've been following Hunter Green now since he was in high school because he faced my high school team actually, and he was a shortstop guy. Too. Yeah, yeah, he was a shortstop too. So he was a really good player, and he was just a freak athlete. Like he would jump on the mound after going three for three with three bombs and just chuck a hundred with no effort. It was incredible. I mean, he was one of the most phenomenal athletes we've ever seen, and I think right now he's pitching like an athlete and not like a pitcher yet. And that will come with time because right now he's a two pitch guy and he's saying, you know what, try and hit my fastball. And velocity doesn't work against these big leaguers. They prefer you throw harder because then it goes out harder. And if it's middle and it's not moving, it's just going to get hit because these hitters, they're just like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to swing your slider. I'm waiting until you give me a fastball and I'm going to rip it. And that's what they're doing. So I wish we could show
1: side-by-side Martin Perez's sinker Mm -hmm. location and then Hunter Green's forcing fastball location because it is red right down the middle. Yeah. That's all you see is red right down the middle. Guys are going to hit that. It's it's completely hittable. So, yeah, just in conclusion there, I think it's fair at this point to drop Hunter Green for someone else.
0: And my stock down guy, um, my stock down guy is the opposite of Hunter Green. Like, probably the complete opposite. It's Bruce Zimmerman of the Baltimore Orioles. Um, he's a lefty who throws about 90 miles an hour. So it's a little bit different from a righty who throws about 102. So here's my thing with Bruce Zimmerman and why I was shocked when I saw him pitch well in the early goings of this year is because his fastball is so meaty. He throws it about 90 to 91 miles an hour. Last year, batting average against it with a 7.11 slugging. He was not good last year. And the off-speed was fine. His changeup was fine. And his slider was a little bit better, but didn't throw it as much. This year, he's throwing his fastball less, but it's still getting destroyed. And he started throwing his changeup more. And if I am a hitter facing Bruce and his sinker isn't doing anything. It's not really moving. Hitters are hitting 500 off the sinker and 400 off the fastball. I'm just going to sit there and wait for the changeup because why not? I know nothing is going to get by me, so I can sit on your off-speed and start teeing away, and we've seen that already with how they've been performing against the changeup. When I see a pitcher who continually gets all of his hard stuff destroyed, that makes me think, how are you going to get out hitters consistently? So, Bruce Zimmerman, you know, he's got a four, five, three ERA right now. Maybe we're a bit late, but I really wanted to bring him up as a guy who is just not nearly as good as even a four, five, three ERA would say, because he's got a six, four, nine expected ERA. Last year, he was at an ERA around five. I think that's where he's going to be this year. I just don't think Bruce Zimmerman is that great of a pitcher. Bruce Zimmerman's not a good pitcher, Peter. I'm. I'm finally
1: gonna say it. What? Tyler Wells is growing on me.
0: (laughs) Yes, I told you, you motherfucker. I told you he's good. He's well. He's like pretty good. (laughs) Like he's he's a good three. He's a good three.
1: He's very serviceable. I don't know about three, but I'll give you good four. I think that's still valuable. I think I'll say good four. I think that's fair. He's not striking out a lot of guys, but he's six eight, which is crazy. He's six eight, and he has four pitches. The fastball's mediocre, and that's fine. A lot of the a, a back end guy usually does have a mediocre fastball, but the rest of his pitches are really solid. He he commands well. He's intriguing. I think he's intriguing. That's the guy for, in this Orioles rotation that that I would be after in fantasy, and I think he he's the guy. And I know you brought him up to me probably three weeks ago, and I laughed in your face. Um, but you get to laugh back in mine, so it works out.
0: And now I'm just waiting for you to buy into Cal Quantrill. Just oh, that's never happening. Yeah, never going to happen. But he does have a three. What two ERA? Yeah, I think he's over. It's over three five. So arm is in the clear right now. Well, no, why don't bit. why don't you check in? Tell me it's over three five. I believe. It it's I want you to lie five
1: three five two. Last time I looked, because I check it every day. I wake up in the morning.
0: Three five two. Yeah. Okay. 352. Interesting. Interesting. We'll keep it going. Who's your stock down guy?
1: Oh, man. My stock down guy is a guy that, you know, every I create my top 20 pitchers list, which I'm going to update here soon, right? You put 20 pitchers on a list. One of them is about to, you know, flunk out, right? Someone is bound to have a bad year. I did not expect it to be Trevor Rogers, though. I really did not expect to be Trevor Rogers. He comes into today rocking, you know, just terrible. Peter, just terrible. 5.8 ERA, but even worse than that, a 5.24 x ERA. He hasn't been able to locate it all this year. Everything's down the middle, and for a guy with such an excellent changeup, even that pitch isn't as nasty as it was as it was last year. He had a 2.13 woba against that pitch last year. A 2.6 wOBA against that pitch this year, pretty decent. But the craziest part is how bad his fastball's been. So last year, he had one of the best fastballs by volume of really, you know, close to any guy. A lot of rising action on that fastball, paired well with the changeup in the slider. It, it led to a three a 300 wOBA last year, a 458 wOBA this year, with a 645 slugging against his fastball this year. Peter. So this is a guy that's just flat out struggling. And, you know, I keep watching his starts going, okay, like he's about to get on track. He's about to get on track. And he does have some outings where he, you know, he does get back on track a little bit, but he's given up 13 earned runs over his last three starts. And there's really no other guy in baseball right now with a bigger drop in stock. I mean, this was a guy I ranked number 14 on my pitchers, on my top 20 pitchers list before the season, which you know, may have been a little high, but I think it was, you know, close to justify with how good he was last year, but man, he's taken a draft.
0: Yeah. So, so you ranked him really high. And I really want to unpack that too, because I could, I could kind of give you my opinion on him because he just hasn't looked good according to the eye test. Like, you know, I've been watching a couple of his starts. It just he doesn't spot the command. Yeah. He, it's not nearly the same. So what would you say is the biggest thing right now that you're most concerned about with Trevor Rogers? It's exactly that. It's the command. It's not, it's,
1: but it's not just leaving pitches over the middle of the plate, right? That's one thing, right? But he's walking more guys and he's not getting the whiffs last year. He had a 28.5% strikeout rate this year down to 19%. The walk rate is up a percent and a half, almost 2%, right? From 8.4% to 10.3%. So if you're striking out less guys, you're giving up more hard contact and you're walking more guys that is just not going to lead to good results at all and and you know hell he's not in my top 20 pitchers right now he's not even in my top 40 maybe in 50 right now i mean there's a lot of good pitchers in this league and he is not one of them right now
0: and before i get to my last stock down guy let's talk about my bookie cuz my bookie if you use the code in our episode description right next to that prize picks link you get a full match on your deposit by using my bookie. And the great thing about my bookie is can't speak for football, can't speak for basketball, but I know I can speak for baseball and they have the best lines. We're on my bookie all the time using their lines because they're usually a little bit better. They at least favor what I'm looking at. So I'm always feel like, you know, I have all these different books, but I go to my bookie because I like it, especially for baseball. So if you are a baseball better, my bookie is the place to go. And if you use our code, just baseball, again, 50% deposit match for my bookie that link is in our episode description yeah before you get into your next guy I'm going to bring up one guy
1: just real quick 30 seconds Jose Barrios what the hell his strikeout rate is down from 26% last year all the way down to 16% this year
0: Colby just likes talking pitching and he hates guys who drop in strikeout rate hates them hates them what are we doing what are, what are we doing, we doing here? here I mean just pathetic uh, you know I, again patting myself on the back you know how I rank the Blue Jays starting pitchers going into this year? Correctly, Alec Manoa, Kevin Gosman, Jose Brios. Spot on. Spot on. My last guy, and this is different from Bruce Zimmerman because this guy's actually really good, or at least he's been performing really good. And this is again, I want to preface it because it's not that I think he's bad. I just don't think he's the ace of the Cardinals. I don't think that he's this electric pitcher. Who is? Who's well, I guess you could give it to Wainwright, but <laughs> Miles Michaelis is the guy that I'm slightly down on. I just see regression coming from Miles Michaels, not, not regressing to a 5ERA. He's not going to look anything like Bruce Zimmerman, but right now he has a 267 ERA, and not too long ago, it was in the mid-15s. Miles Michaelis, his stuff is pretty good. His Eric. stuff is pretty good. His command is pretty good. He's not a 4.9% walk rate guy. Actually, he might be, but his command within the strike zone is not as good as it's been so far. We're starting to see the sinker left over the middle. We're starting to see some four-seam fastballs. Like, I guess it's more of, I don't think that his stuff is ace material. And I think it's only a matter of time before that hard contact starts to drop because he doesn't get whiffs and he doesn't really strike out anybody. And that's another reason why in fantasy baseball, I don't think miles Michaelis is a great option because of the strikeouts, but in a regular baseball type atmosphere, he's got a three, four, four expected ERA. I think that's what he's going to be around this year. So we've seen some regression already coming. And I just think it's going to continue into a guy who's around at you know, a three, five to a three, seven, five ERA, because you know, in 2019, he was at 4.86. year before that, 4.51. I don't think he's that much better than that. I think he is slightly, but not all the way. Better. I mean, to me, throw out what he's done so far, right? Over his last three
1: starts, he's given up 11 earned over 18 innings. And what Miles Michaelis has always struggled with the first whole entire career is giving up home runs, right? In 2021, 14.6% home run per fly ball, right? That's above average. Going back to 2019, a 16% home run per fly ball rate. That's also way above average, right? So right now he's sitting at 8%, but he's given up three home runs over his last three games. That's starting to normalize. He's starting to give up more home runs again. The balls are flying more than they were in April. I'll tell you that. The juice, the whole narrative that the balls were dead, yeah, maybe in April. We probably have maybe new we'll balls. see it in October. We probably have new balls. I think what it is, and, and, this is getting off topic, but it's still interesting is the humidors that they were, that they're using, right. I think they have a bit bigger effect in cold weather. And so now that the weather's warm, they have less of an impact on the, on the ball. And the balls are flying again.
0: Mm. Either way, balls are flying. And I just don't think miles Michaelis is this. That's the point of this whole thing. I don't think he's an ace. I don't even, I don't think, think he's, he's a number very two, two or a number three. I think he's maybe he's a number three. I think he's a good three. I think he's a good three. I think behind Flaherty when he comes back and Wainwright, Michaelis is a good three, but that's what he should be viewed as not as a one. So if you have a fantasy owner thinking he's a one or even a two, now is the time to, I think, get rid of him. But again, not a bad pitcher, just not an ace. Jack Flaherty. I'm the biggest Jack
1: Flaherty hater. And Jack, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. I'm but on the
0: opposite side. So Jack, I'm your biggest fan.
1: I'm just really not a fan for like, I like you as a person. I'm sure you're a very nice guy, but on the mound, I'm sorry, man, I'm going to be fading you. But on a more positive note, Adam Wainwright, 40 years old has a 2.75 ERA, Peter. He's still getting it done from the expected stats. Doesn't really matter for him. He always outperforms that, but This is a guy that padded a 3.05 ERA last year, a 3.15 ERA in 2020, and he's about to do it again. Is this the, is this one of the greatest, you know, end of career renaissances we've ever seen? I mean, this is a guy that has a 45 war and, and has pitched now for what, close to 20 seasons, close to 20 seasons. He debuted in 2005. He's, I don't know if he's a hall of famer, but he's damn close.
0: He's not going to be a hall of famer, unfortunately, but I think uh, again, hall of very good. He has, he's turned his career around, not that he needed anything turned around, but in the sense of that the turning point of when you're about to hit the Dallas Keuchel type free fall, he has not done. So he's only gotten better because he's figured out the art of pitching. He is the ultimate pitcher pitcher. And then when you have Yadier Molina back there too, certainly helps with that chemistry there too. So that'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Hopefully you guys all enjoy your weekend. Check out those links in our episode description. The prize picks link, you get a full 100% match on your deposit and you get to come play with us at 2 p.m. Eastern on Twitter at PeterApple23 and on my bookie if you use our code Baseball, Those are the better lines for my daily picks. 50% deposit match on my bookie. Use that link, help us out. And if you are enjoying Not Gambling Advice, we'd love if you could write us a five-star review. Let us know what you're enjoying so far about the show. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and let us know in the comments which pitchers you think their stocks are higher or which you think, you know what, maybe we should start getting rid of them. Colby, anything else before we go? Yeah, I got one quick thing. All right, we made two bets on this podcast so far this year
1: for a case of Celsius each bet. Yes, Wander Franco over, under 20 stolen bases. I have the under, you have the over. He currently sits with four stolen bases in 45 games. Just hit the IL. That's going to be a tough one for you. But the other one that's going to be tough for me is Eduardo Rodriguez under 3.9 ERA from his third start onward. I don't know if I fully remember that, but it's fine. It's, it, it's in the it's in the writing cheating 4.02 era right now so you're currently winning that one and he's on the il right now
0: so pretty good races right now we what if we just push and like then we just have to case race to see who won and then and then <laughs> that, the winner of that will then get the actual case of Celsius. so we'll see you on Monday everybody and with that thank you